the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight, or this afternoon, or this morning. I don't know when you're watching. You can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we got to be somewhere else, but we're there if you look for us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. We're all there. We're there. We're everywhere. It's easy top. I always say this. Like easy top likes to say, we're bad. We're nationwide. Uh, where are we? Yep, that's where you can find our audio versions of the podcast. Our video simulcast can be found on our YouTube page. Our back catalog is still floating around in the interwebs. You can find that at vocnation.com. And remember, we record live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at danlaw.tv. And thanks to everyone who's there with us now. And now let me introduce our starting lineup because that's what I do for a living. Yes, you uh, do. Not for a living. It's a sideline, but well, hey, but I am a professional. Thank you. You are a professional. Dave Cotty is here tonight. You can follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at Paul Park Hunter. Dan Palachico, the other guy, is here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. Tonight, it is just us here on the podcast. No guests. And why don't we have a guest tonight? Well, we were lazy. No, no, really. Um, <laughs> it's because we have, an, we have an interesting topic to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about social media and sports. Like all aspects of life right now, social media is everywhere in the sports world. So, guys, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Or is it just a thing? What's your take? Well, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it is definitely a thing. I think I think you have to look at um, kind of the perspective of, of, of where you're looking at it from. So for for us, from Stadium Journey perspective, I don't think we could do what we do without social media, as as people are watching us on on YouTube right now. <laughs> so I mean, from that from that standpoint, um, I think it has given each of us, you know, a bit broader audience. Uh, and it's been a way, well, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I found stadium journey through social media. Yep. Uh, I was, I don't know if I was recruited or I inquired about writing for stadium journey, like 10 years ago through social media. Um, and, and really that's, that's how we have built what we have right now. Without, Our vast empire. The vast empire. That's right. Without without social media, you know, do we get any press credentials at all? No, probably not. <laughs> they probably they wouldn't not. give any of us press credentials. <laughs> I differ. I, let me. I'll get this out of the way. Um, it's it's good and bad because you know. I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Dan, because you are probably the most prolific social media person. On the panel of the four of us. Well, I appreciate that. Um, that's good and bad. Is that, that you a good that. thing? No, it's not all. <laughs> I'm the not time. saying it's good or bad. Who's got the, the most time. subscribers on Twitter? Okay. You do. Thank you, Paul Park Hunter. You, but, you do. But, that's why retweet, but retweet very, everything. You're very prolific. No, I agree. With I that. am prolific, but you yeah, have more followers. Um, I want more. Here, okay. No, I'm curious. Yes, I get our stats. I want more. <laughs> Yeah, no, get, look them up. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Mark's ahead of me by a lot. 
I'm um, 1416. I'm 1700 something. I'm 1709. I'm sorry to interrupt that. Keep talking. I'll, I'll no, that's I'll, oh, gee, you know, uh, when am I going to get a chance to talk again, Paul? Um, so it's a good or bad thing. There's a lot of things I wouldn't have. Um, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't need without uh, social media. Like um, my friend behind me, who is no longer with us, Daphne, Shannon. Um, somebody who I'd watched as a kid, by uh, the kid, as a young teenager, um, who very recently, unfortunately, before her, or her passing, had many conversations with over the last four years. Many. Without social media, never would have happened. Never. Uh, the wrestling show would have never taken off at first when we first started. Wrestling show did very well. The podcast would have never happened without social media. Um, our voices would not get out there very much without social media because you'd have to pay for promotion in the old system. You want a commercial? Pay for it. You know? On the other side of it, and, and I'm going to be self I'm going to take some shots at myself here because I'd be lying if I didn't. Um, some people have so much, too much to say about sports on social media. <laughs> Way too much. This guy included. Uh, my hate for the Middletons and the ownerships of the Phillies aside, which I'm not going to pontificate on any further. I don't know what the hell's going on in the inner working of that team. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. With hockey, I have a better clue, but I don't know the inner workings. Everybody just tweets because everybody needs a reaction. And I've pulled back a little bit. I'm trying to pull back even more because, A, nobody cares. B, nobody needs to hear my absolute right now thoughts about why the Flyers lost again. Because I don't know what's going on other than what I see. But it's a, it's a love-hate thing, you know. It's ruined politics, which politics was already a cluster F to begin with because it's politics. Another podcast for another time. Uh, it's ruined wrestling. There's no, there's no line anymore between good, bad. There's no gray areas. There's no, like, it's all broken down. And I'm okay with that, but I'm talking about the other side of it where fans kind of overstepped on, re on wrestlers on social media. I'm like, would you say this to their face? I don't think you do that. I want to get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Oh, please do. No, please tell. Oh, I'm ready, buddy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it, it over. It ruins the, the Ghostbusters fan. All the fan, the Star Wars thing that happened when the Last Jedi came out. We could debate you. We could debate whether it was a good movie or not till we're blue in the faces. What people did to the actors and actresses in that movie afterwards is unacceptable, and everybody should lose their social media privileges for that. So there's good and bad. We can make an argument for both. Like everything else, sometimes bad people ruin things. That's my yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree with you. Everybody's an expert. Everybody can start a podcast or a show. It has destroyed politics because even if I give you facts, the other side doesn't want to hear it. Oh yeah. At uh. <laughs> least with baseball teams, you can say, "Well, your team sucks because they have a losing record. Your team sucks because we beat you two out of three times." Uh, but, you know, being a Met fan and uh, following them this year, which unfortunately is just going down the tanker as we speak, 
my God, Met fans of a certain generation just uh, freak out about everything. Oh, my God, Diaz is going in with a three-run lead in the ninth. We're going to lose. Get rid of Baez. What a horrible trade. Get rid of Rojas as the manager. Get rid of Sandy Alderson. Uh, they just jump to conclusions over everything instead of saying, hey, we got a nice core here. It's not going to happen this year. We'll have DeGrom back and, and Syndergaard back next year healthy. Let's make another run. No, it's all doom and gloom and even the free agency, the offseason, we didn't get uh, certain players. We, you know, we didn't make an offer for JT. We didn't get Springer. We didn't get uh, the guy from Los Angeles. Who, who was that? He signed. Who was oh, the pitcher? I don't, I don't remember. Bauer. We didn't sign Bauer. Oh, and, <laughs> that, that and, worked out okay. Yeah, that worked out okay. <laughs> and, and if you're a Met, and some of the stuff they were saying to his agent, who's a, a female agent, was vile and disgusting. Yeah, that you would never even say if you said that in front of your mama, she'd smack you. Uh, and, and you know, following people on Twitter, you just have to get off because it's like, oh my god, this idiot said something. Or sometimes I start arguing with somebody, and it gets out of hand. And I have to wind up blocking them because then all of a sudden, they're calling me a baby eating Democrat. So <laughs> it, it gets it gets vile. Some of the stuff. Where's the baby? Say. Wait, we eat babies? Apparently, so there's some. Some conservatives, I think Democrats eat unborn fetuses. Oh, okay. Well, I never well, know what if it helped me uh, cure something. Sign yeah. me up. Give me, give me some so, ketchup. So yeah, it's it, it doesn't get too crazy with sports. That's with politics, but no, it, it can with sports, and uh, it it definitely can. Uh, it, and if you have family members you're arguing with, it's even worse. You know, there's <laughs> uncles, there's uncles I friends don't talk to anymore because of stuff like that. Oh, hold on, wait. I, I just want to tell this quick thing. I don't talk to my aunt anymore, and I really don't care if she ever sees this. Uh, we had a, we didn't have an argument. This is how the conversation went. She posted a meme that stated the Civil War was about gun rights. Yeah. And I said, so you're saying you think the Civil War was about gun rights? And she just replied, yep. And I said, okay. <laughs> Unfollowed. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> That's where I'm tapping on that. I've had enough. I'm not discussing this any further. I'm out of here. I, I back sometimes, Mark, you brought up something that just made me go back to a story. Like back in the, this is back in the 90s, a guy I worked with, big sports fan. And he came to me once and we were talking about something. He said, you know what? Uh, I found myself waiting on hold for hours at a time to talk, call the local sports radio station. And that's when I figured out I had a problem. Yeah. Now you don't have to wait for hours to get your stupid ass opinion out there. You can just type type it right in and instant gratification. There it is out there for everybody to see. And you've got millions and millions of people all doing that at one time. So yeah, social media is nuts. Now, but from that, from that standpoint though, um, and, and I, I'm, I'm into uh, a Paul Feinbaum book now. Now, now there's like the quintessential, you know, talk radio guy, right. You know, Mr. SEC football. Um, but the, like Twitter, for example, is so massive that you actually have to kind of work to go out and look for some of that stuff, right? Oh yeah, like, it's yeah, it it's not it's not in your face, and and that's where I think you know our from us as consumers, you know, we choose to see some of this stuff, right? Like it's easy to it's easy to avoid, you know. I like why why do I why do I not get into like the sheer volume of of 
arguments that like Dan does on Twitter. Well, because I, you know, I don't, I don't follow, you know, those people <laughs> who, who are, are that hardcore, you know, it doesn't end up in my feed because I don't follow that specific hashtag or whatever. So I'll have a TED talk about this subject at the end of the show. Dude. <laughs> I, I did a mass unfollowing uh, at the end of last month because I came to that conclusion, Dave, where it's like, you know, you don't have to, there's so many people in my timeline that are retweeting bad things. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I don't care. You got to take care of why, your mental health. Yeah. yeah. Why are you retweeting Donald Trump Jr.? I don't give a damn what he has to say about anything. He's a nobody to me. Stop retweeting bad people. Yeah. Or just like uh, people still complaining about the gas prices on Biden here in, oh, the, in the States. Is it his is it his fault Sorry. that gas prices went up in Canada? Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes it is. If you I talk to no certain idea. people, yes. Yes. You know, you know, gas prices right now are exactly the same as what they were before the pandemic. So, yeah, not here. Wait, are we having a TED talk or an intervention? Because uh, I'll just leave now. I, I tell you, well, this is what this is what happens. People don't debate anymore. If right. you ever go on YouTube and you watch, like I was watching a, a panel talk about the Jonestown massacre a few oh. days after it happened. Which was there a pro side to this discussion or something? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> there, there was. There was a reporter who was friends with Jim Jones, and he kind of described positives about him, which is insane to think now, but all of them had different ideas and they had a nice discussion. And, you know, this is something that happened in 1978 when you didn't have social media. That was just something you saw in the Jetsons, but uh, you like to have those debates and not argue with people and not hate one another and not want to just start yelling obscenities and, you know, things like that. Well, the danger of social media is you can create an echo chamber. Where no matter how goofy or off base your opinion, I we I don't want to veer off of sports here, but you can just validate any kind of opinion you want. Like, hey, Trevor Trevor Bauer should be pitching this year. You know, you can find here, people who agree with you. Here's my last. This just happened. This is uh, let me. This is my last non sports point about social yes. media, and then I'm so good. Right. No, 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 no. I'm serious. I'm going to go back on topic after this, but this. There's there's a journey here. Take the stadium journey with me of social media. You're talking about journey, the band? Yes, yeah, uh, don't stop believing. Um this band's touring again. Okay. And there's a video of a, 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 a song that was released in 1973. This is how bad this is. Okay. 1973, folks. Peter Gabriel and Sting toured in 2016. Sting sang this Genesis song on the every show of the tour, except the very last show of the tour. Peter sang the song he hasn't sung in 45 damn years. And all of the comments were, we should come back, we should come back, we should come back. 1975 was the last time he was in Genesis. Okay, long story short, the man has told you in interviews since the 80s, he's never going back. He doesn't want to go back to the band. Everything's fine. I just don't want to go backwards. I don't want to. He said it. He didn't show up for the Hall of Fame ceremony. He stays away from them unless it's a documentary. He just doesn't want to do the band thing. And I, all I did was mention that months ago. The other day, I got a paragraph repri- reply. Rightfully so. About... 
how wrong I was about Peter. But I used fact, you see, but a paragraph. I blocked that person. I deleted my comment. And that's when I went on this mass unfollowing thing on Twitter where I'm like, I, I'm perpetuating this myself. I don't need to know what a terrible person or a good person or a person I thought was good has a terrible opinion or what I think is a terrible opinion about something, whether it's race, sex, pop, I don't care anymore. I'm 38. I'm going to die soon. I'm moving on. <laughs> like I'm really, really Hopefully trying not, not to do that. In a, well, uh, give it thirty years. You know, I'll be happy with thirty. Jeez, if you're gonna die soon at thirty-eight, what does that say yeah. for me? Well, you're already dead. We're so, we're I'm doing, doing my job, bringing it back. Something that on topic. Um, hey, I stopped. So, that was it. So to kind of link maybe the politics and sports together, one of the things that I absolutely hate about <clears> social media, and it did. It didn't start like this, but it sort of has moved on to this. Uh, athletes, politicians, have decided that they want to control their own narrative, and they do that through social media. And what it has done, I think, is it has destroyed reporting. Yeah. So we don't have – you know, you had – uh, Paul up in, in Boston, I I don't know how you guys, you know, survive now. You had Jackie McMullen writing in the Boston Globe. You had Bob Ryan writing, like, fantastic reporters. Jackie McMullen really, is retiring. I know. I Her uh, final around the horn actually gave me a little bit of a little bit of a tear. Um, but the but really uh, excellent reporters, amazing writers, uh, fostered relationships, yeah. were, able to, were able to present the athletes in a way that is even better than they can present themselves. And now reporting is, and, and I don't even know if we know this, if we notice this, but, but watch like a show like, I don't know, like The Jump, where Three out of four stories is so-and-so tweeted this, mm -hmm. right? So now reporting is not about going out of your office or going in and talking to people or even being in the locker room or anything like that. It's sitting on Twitter and reading what, let's face it, is unfiltered, oftentimes not well thought out, and just blurted out there and what is or done by an assistant who's probably 22 years old just out of college yeah or you get or you get the other extreme where it's it's so bland and polished it's a pr firm that's doing it but that's what espn is showing now right uh, how many if i see another television show reporting on what some basketball player thinks about his NBA 2K rating, I'm going to explode. <laughs> whole, new but it's, whole new generation. It's, it's killed reporting. Like, who cares what John Morant thinks about his NBA 2K rating? Who cares? Right? I don't even think video game players care what he thinks about his rating. But the reporting piece, and maybe this is part and parcel to newspapers dying. I, uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that 
reporting is dead. Well, that's another thing there, you know, you got people criticizing certain newspapers and reporting, and then they're criticizing what goes on Facebook or Twitter. Whereas a lot of it is just anybody can post on there with nonsense without any facts. And then when you fact check it, you still got people complaining at you, but um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's shame that at one time you read the newspapers, you watched the news. ESPN was a little more, a little more uh, less, you know, kind of hokey, you know, journalistic shows that are more for entertainment now than anything. You know, for example, I'm sick of hearing about LeBron James every single moment during the you NBA and Paul season. Pierce, apparently. Yeah, me and Paul Pierce. We're both <laughs> both tired of hearing that. Uh, you know, another thing I get annoyed hearing about online is people arguing who should be in the Hall of Fame or not. And then that's one thing to have that discussion. But then when somebody writes some article from the Atlantic or the National, it you know, it, it, it gets a little insane because then people start arguing. Like, Roger Maris should not be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. He had three good years. Had a nice career, iconic, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Stop arguing with me about whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> iconic, or... but not a Hall of Famer. That's Stop these thing. arguing on social media with yeah. Mark about Roger Maris in the Hall <laughs> oh of Fame. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you. Right here what? on the podcast. Todd Natalie, me... not a Hall of Famer. You know, Let me a... tell you why you're wrong, Mark, right on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's good to have argument. It's good to have. It's a debate. good to have a debate. A healthy debate is always a good thing. Yeah. But, but that doesn't that, exist anymore. But somebody tells you, you know what no, you're talking about. Find. You don't know what you're talking. Yeah, he was in seven All Star games back when you played two All Star games a year. <laughs> I just it just goes back when you say you don't know what you're talking about. When a scientist is telling you something and you're going no, but my uncle Jethro said something else. I have a real problem with that, and that's also why I'm pulling back because I did my research. I did my research. I wanted to uh, give my uh, good friend uh, Foxy Foxy Veronica Vargas those two cents because she commented on this earlier. So I'm just going to read it verbatim and let you guys go on that. My two cents, should you use it, since I don't watch much of any sports anymore, largely due to social media, is the blatant discourse among fans. God forbid you mention your favorite team's win on social media. The comments after are fighting words. Any time I'd post about my favorite football team winning or losing, in come the super fans of the games the opposing team about why my team sucks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I like football. That's it. Now leave me alone. <laughs> the hate is going to hate. On a much smaller scale, I saw a lot of that after week one NFL uh, with, the, with the Eagles because everybody was expecting this big turd on the field. And granted, they were playing the Falcons. Um, that's what everybody else said. That's yeah, two bird turds. Uh, but they did really well, and you know the, the the offense was meshing well, balanced, and all people said was, "Hey, they won! I'm glad they won!" And, and yeah, and, and it was just you guys sucking, fucking, and I was like, oh, I didn't comment. I just watched. That's one of the things I just read from a firing went. Mm, mm, but the, mm. but don't forget, like the death of the death of sports talk radio is when the local team is good. Right. That's true. Because there's never anything in Toronto. It was when the Jays were good. It was rough because there was nothing, you know, people wouldn't call and people want to call and complain. People want to complain. You've never lived in Boston, apparently. (laughs) Hey, first time, long time. Yeah, but that's out of Chicago, not Boston. Do do the Boston people (laughs) complain? Oh, my God. Yes. Even when they're good. 
<laughs> the Patriots were winning games 50 to 7 wait, every week. Wait a minute. Oh. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. In the last 20 years, what the F does Boston sports fans have to be sad about? Oh, my goodness, Dan. They would complain about. Can we trade, please? I would like to trade. The last last couple days with uh, the Patriots losing on on the fumble there, basically. Actually, you know what? That's the most positive I've heard. Well, I don't listen to sports radio anymore. Kind of ironic that I do a podcast then. Uh, it's still better than sports radio. <laughs> when, when the pandemic it. started, I turned off sports radio and I haven't turned it back on. You could, it's been you're lovely. My rides to work are so much nicer now. Yeah, but, uh, once once Mike left Mike, then the man. <laughs> yeah, but the, the reaction from the Patriots loss has been overwhelmingly positive because you know Mac Jones looked pretty solid. He looked great. I I I sent you a message. I was like, he looks very Brady esque at times here. <laughs> there was one throw <laughs> that throw he he, uh, he lofted up and over to to uh james white and my wife said that was a brady throw but the my one friend, that wasn't was that uh that backwards lateral that first thing. play where he turned around saw the guy there and threw it at his feet <laughs> the announcers were like wait a second that's a lateral that's a lateral <laughs> my friend dustin in the chat just says everybody tells me my company sucks i don't get butt hurt <laughs> it's comcast but you know, here's a I'm I'm into this amazing audiobook. It's called Bubble Ball. And it's all about the um the NBA season that happened at Disney or the wrap-up of the NBA season that happened at Disney in the pandemic. And uh reminded me of something and, and really timely because we're talking about it. I had totally forgotten about this, but if if we think that uh social media is going away, here's how it's it's big business, big, big business. Uh, the current GM of the 76ers, who was ah. at, at that time the GM of the Houston Rockets, had made a tweet in support of some protesters in Hong Kong. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the burner account. The Chinese – no, not that guy. No, this is Daryl uh, Morey. No, no, the, the, Daryl Morey. The, the, Morey. The Chinese government got upset like really upset and basically banned the Houston Rockets from their television and stopped um, playing video or stopped playing NBA games and, and really uh, over, well, I mean, from a, a North American perspective, they overreacted. And then the response, what was really interesting was the response that he got from people in the NBA. So like LeBron James came out, and was very emphatic. And Daryl Morey was not educated on the situation and, and didn't really know what was going on and didn't realize this and that and the other thing. And then, of course, you know, he got, you know, a, a fair, a fairly harsh reaction on social media. Um, and LeBron James would have a rather significant following as opposed to what you guys would have or what I would have. Um, but, you know, there's an example of how, you know, social media can really drive dollars, right? Um, but I want to get back to something that a couple of you guys have, have actually touched on. And I think at the beginning, social media was seen as a way to get closer to the athletes, be able to in, be more interactive with them. Um, I forget who the Dave, I think you're, you're the one who said it. It's kind of 
change. It's, it's turned into more of a, a branding thing now from the athlete's point of view, more of a control the narrative. Yeah. So, so it, is social media done what it started out to do or is it morphed? I think I mean, it's done the opposite, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's kind because of. Because what it has done is it's accentuated how far the gap is between average Twitter user and superstar athlete, right? Uh, the, it seems like there is, there is less, there is less common ground. Um, I, I honestly, for w- one of the things that I, I, I would say the NBA is probably my least favorite of the, of the big leagues. And one of the reasons is that I don't think, I don't think they play for money anymore. I think they play for attention. I think attention is really the currency that's being used at the, in the NBA the most. That's why things like, you know, the NBA 2K rating are so important to these guys, which, you know, just seems so fictitious. Uh, people like, like Kevin Durant, who, who are, uh, you know, they got the, the rabbit ears up and are, are super duper sensitive to any minor piece of criticism. But like when they were going into the bubble, right, uh, through the pandemic and and people were complaining about, oh, you know, this uh, this situation uh, in, in the Bumble is just not acceptable. And, and you know, talking about where whether or not uh, the accommodations were were up to their levels. I mean, that that's just not intentionally, but it's showing a bigger gap between regular person and athlete. And that's to me, that's where the reporters were able to close that gap. They were able to, like, you, you, you read the newspaper, you made it, it felt a little bit more like you knew these people uh, because maybe because you didn't see their warts or hear their warts or, or all of those things. Mark, you like something? Yeah, I would say that you got some athletes who haven't signed their big contracts yet. And, you know, if they go on social media and present themselves in such a way whether it's with highlights or, you know, we saw Javi Baez, you know, with the thumbs down that ticked off a bunch of people, which looking back, I don't get it, you know, just win. And they did, they rattled off seven wins after that. And everybody quickly forgot about that, but you, it, it, sometimes it makes things bigger than it needs to be. And, you know, you're right. You have some, you have some athletes who are not performing. They're trying to sign a big contract. Maybe they make a highlight. And it gets shared all over uh, social media through Twitter or Facebook or, or TikTok or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden now they're getting a little more hype because of that social media. And, you know, if you know how to narrate it uh, a certain way, then uh, it, it can benefit you. I know Kevin Durant was uh, made some comment to somebody on, on uh, Twitter that he had apologized for. I can't think of what he said. If anybody knows, please tell me. But it's like stuff like that. Like, what, why are we arguing with fans? You um, never played the game. I did it. That's therefore yeah. you don't know. Yeah. I, well, I, I hate when they say that to reporters. I'll say, you know what? Just let's switch spots. You you go get four year degree, get a master's. I'll play basketball and make millions and, and hook up with women in every city and you know have have sneaker endorsements. I'll do that. You know, but and that's any athlete. Let's let's be honest. Well, not everybody. Our buddy Eddie Hoops just said, I was in mainland China during the NBA controversy. Oh, yeah. That was fun. 
yeah, Eddie. And, uh, shout out to Eddie. Uh, I, I won't give any of it away, but Eddie, Eddie, and I had a, Eddie and I had a long talk last week about. Uh, well, we we told we we talked to each other about who we were as people, and I found out a lot, and I respect and like him much more than I did before. Watch well, it, Eddie. I think that's a I think that's a positive. I think we met Eddie Hoops through Twitter. I don't I don't think I think I met Eddie through Twitter. I have not met him personally, but he's a man I'd like to know. And I've never met Dan. I've never met you in person. Eh, I'm fine. I mean, that's Uh, weird. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird to think that I I met Paul. Wow, Paul. Paul Wow, Paul. Wow, Paul. You liked my dog. Yeah, you like your dog. So there's some positives with social media. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to meet me. There's a positive. <laughs> you can build these relationships with people you will never ever be in the same room. You know, with our, Mark and I have this art, this North South Jersey thing going. As soon as we meet, it's like Jersey. F everybody else. Oh yeah, it always happens. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just like you know, back in the day, you had AOL Instant Messenger, and you would meet people on there. I actually have a friend that I still talk to, and never met her. She's married with kids. I'm married, of course, but we still communicate through social media it, it all started in an aol chat room in 1995 you really got stuck mentioning this shit on air Mike. <laughs> you are so lucky your wife does not listen to this show oh <laughs> every time i'm like we, stop man we can't i that no, we just talk about no i know uh, sure. i know mean, mark you brought up something i wanted to remember i'm going to bring up our old buddy jeff perlman remember when he outed john rocker as a racist in Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated, what a huge deal that was! Now you got oh. stuff like that happening on the daily. Look at somebody like uh, Aubrey Huff, <laughs> who just views that kind of nonsense on a daily basis. Oh, not yeah, anymore. He right. doesn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. He doesn't. See now, I, and I want to. I want to um, add on because I want to read what Dustin wrote in the chat. Maybe the gap isn't there anymore. I want to read what he wrote first, and then get your thoughts. But I wanted to add on to. Also, what Paul said, because they kind of connect. Maybe the gap isn't there anymore because things have evolved in a way where maybe, sue me, sports reporting is now archaic and will probably go extinct. Personally, I think it's better that we see athletes for who they are and the jerks get called out and lose money from endorsements. And that's what I wanted to say, connecting back to Aubrey Huff, is good for you that you were a great athlete. Unless it was an act. I, you're a garbage person. Who said really bad things? I didn't tell you to say those things in public. You did that. <laughs> like I'm kind of okay with the racist and the and the and the terrible because we you know we talk about discourse and conversation. I have a very thin line. If you're homophobic or racist, they're not really opinions. You're just a bad person. Other than everything else is a debate. That's not really a debate. That's just bad. Here's a, here's a question. If Mickey Mantle were alive today and playing baseball right now at this day and time, would he be the legendary figure that he is? No, he'd probably be a white oh, racist no. guy. No, he was a he was a racist. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely. Never, a, he was a drunk, and he and he was womanizer, a serial woman, womanizer. Yeah. What about well, Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth would be word. seen as a terrible person these days. Well, that was that was back when the media was sort of like the PR arm, right? The media of of the team, yeah, totally yeah. different. You know, you never you never talked about the personal life. You never said one bad thing about him. Yeah, the stuff those reporters saw Mickey do back in the day 
Wow. Or even like John Wayne getting off the topic. Some of the stuff he said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But wait a minute. He said those things to a Public. reporter. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, no big deal. I, he got some gruff, but now it, it gets brought up again, which, you know, as uh, as that one comedian said, uh, didn't God cancel him 50, uh, 40 years ago? Yeah, God already canceled him 40 years ago. I can't think of his name, though. I can't either, but well, it's a very good line. Here, here, is a, here is maybe a counterexample. And, and I'm... All I'm going to say is it's an example... Bill Burr. In the, in the modern era of someone who... went astray and Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a, there's a guy who um, got way more love than I thought he deserved. Now, would that have happened in, if Kobe Bryant was a Milwaukee buck? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. No, um, but because he was a Laker and because they won a lot, you know, that sort of washed a lot of things clean. I, and, and would Babe Ruth sorry, have man. been a Yank being a Yankee or, or Mickey Mantle being a Yankee and being successful, would that have done the same thing? Great. Great. I want to add to it. Greg said about Ty Cobb. What about Ty Cobb who literally murdered a black man? Well, yeah, people debate about Ty Cobb, but I have read some books uh, from sports reporters who covered him. These books were written in the late 60s, early 70s. They didn't like Ty Cobb. They never said anything nice about that. Nice, guy. insufferable prick. Yeah, I so never everybody positive about Ty Cobb. No, and, and not a he, thing. He was a product of his time. I understand that. But that, you know, and, and maybe you can find a good story about him. You can find a good story about George Steinbrenner. He's still not getting in the Hall of Fame. The world is which, not black and white. We live in shades of gray, people. Yeah. But uh, well, I but, think I think social media has also enabled the thing where if you're talented and you don't at least do the bare minimum as a decent person, you're going to get called out, called for it now. I think that's also changed the way sports is because you can find out, like you know, Aubrey Huff, who was banned from the the Giants uh, celebration because of. It wasn't, he wasn't just saying like normal stuff. The dude was, Paul, back me up on this, Mr. Ted Talk. Aubrey Huff went over the line. Aubrey Huff lived on the pool, in the pool over the line. Uh, Audrey, well, Aubrey Huff lines back there somewhere. Yeah. How, I, how I, about, uh, how about Kurt Schilling? Losing, losing his lucrative uh, Kurt Schilling should have lost his career with the video game company. And he still hung on to, in social media. How is that not a thing? Here, here's an interesting example for you that's a little bit reversed. Um, in fact, I, I'm not sure there's a lot of info out there about this, and this is something that MLB did, and and I was a little, I was a little taken back by it. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I can't say I heard a ton on social media about it. Uh, Roberto Alomar, Roberto yeah. Alomar somehow made it on the the Thou Shalt Not be involved in baseball list uh his his name uh, was taken off the level ex of excellence for the blue jays uh he was basically fired from his position as an ambassador or whatever he was doing and um it, it seemed to come out of nowhere right like it 
maybe I missed it, but there wasn't a lot of social media buzz about it. There weren't a lot of people who were yelling and screaming for it. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball did an investigation on an accusation or two. You had to tell and, me about it in a DM. Then, I didn't even know about it. So, you know, there, there's a situation where in, in the modern uh, social media age, and, and this is like in the last, what, two years? That something significant happened and, and took place and it didn't seem to it didn't seem to make a huge dent on social media. Maybe I missed it, but I will bring it up again on a smaller scale. And technically this is sports. The wrestler who used to beat on my friend when he was married to her. It was public knowledge. Everybody knew it, and it got swept under the rug. Nobody cared because they thought he was a good wrestler. If it happened now, the dude would have been pushed to well, I say that, but then there's a known pedophile that keeps getting booked in wrestling companies all over the place. So you never it's a crapshoot with wrestling. But uh, back to the Kobe Bryant thing. I met I lost a friend over it when, when he passed away. I didn't say anything derogatory about Kobe Bryant. I didn't make it, I didn't even do the Dan thing where he jokes. I didn't do any of that. I just mentioned, yeah, it's a shame. What about what this person feels? You can't mention that he just died. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, 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 I didn't I didn't do it. He did. I didn't do anything. So I'm just like, all right, I give up. Okay, um, we've actually kind of skewed a lot more negative with this discussion than I thought we were going to. So I, I want to kind of end this show on a little more positive note. So among the four of us, what do you guys do to keep your wits about you with social media? How do you keep it positive and not end up needing to uh, take Twitter breaks because uh, or get suspended? Well, Dan, maybe I can't ask you that question. <laughs> no, 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 no. But <laughs> no. Hold on. I got suspended for something. I got suspended for poorly writing something. That doesn't count. No, no, no. I, I want to answer this quick. And yeah. it goes back to what no, I was saying. No, we can take our time. I'm not rushing No, no, time. no. No, because I've talked enough and everybody knows how I am about social media. Um, what I did is I started mass unfollowing people who were retweeting bad things or things I deemed bad onto my timeline where it would get me mad. If I'm getting mad about a celebrity saying something bad and nothing I say is going to change or fix that, I don't need to see it. It doesn't affect my day. Move on. I'm trying, and every day I, I chip away at that a little more and just do the positive things. Even Dean and I joke about how bad the Phillies are right now. And they're not that bad, but they're kind of bad. They just released Vincent Velasquez. We all had a laugh about it. I'm just chip, slowly chipping away at that bad stuff to keep it positive because life's hard enough as it is already. Uh, I would say that um, for the most part, you just keep in mind that this isn't, this isn't personal to me, you know, it's, and, and that's probably, uh, probably the worst word we use in sports is the word we, right? You know, we, 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 when I say the Blue Jays and I say we, well, I, I don't work for the Blue Jays. I don't work for Rogers. I don't play baseball. I'm, you know, and, and that might be the, the beginning of where our, our issues start, where we, we, we use these teams as, as our identity. Right. But, you know, I like the Blue Jays. It's not my identity. Um, I, I did I did put something out, uh, you know, basically saying that, you know, my team, my football team is the Dolphins. I put something out and said, and I, and I liked 
I like the way that this worked because it was my opportunity to say what I think. And I don't think it was disrespectful, but I said, listen, Miami Dolphins, if you decide to trade for a certain uh, Houston Texans quarterback who has multiple, you know, sexual misconduct uh, charges pending, then, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm go Lions. Right. Um, but I guess the other thing is I, I look at the positives, uh, the number of the number of people that we've had on our show, which are just social media. For me, like the, I think of the guests that I've gotten, just social media, uh, Mike Hogan, Tim Capper, Andrew Baus, um, you know, Pete McGinty, the uh, the uh, Columbus crew author, uh, Brad Baluchin, like so many guys are just like, and, and I remember, you know, when we were early on and Mark asked, how did you get this guy? I was like, well, I just asked, right? Just like, asked. <laughs> and and there have been so many, you know, you're right, Paul, we, we have kind of skewed negative, but there have been so many just positive interactions. And, you know, do I do I consider these guys my friends? Uh, well, kind of, you know, like if I was in their town, I'd say, hey, you know, like, let's let's go meet for a beer or something like that. So you try and avoid the negative as much as possible and, and hang on to those parts that have been positive. Hey, Mark, how about you? Yeah, there's definitely it's positives. I mean, I've been on a lot of podcasts because of Twitter followers. I've been able to connect with individuals that I watch on YouTube and had like number six with cheese came on here. It was like a thrill talking to Sean and Corey. Uh, that other guy. Yeah, that other guy. But being able to, uh, you know, have a discussion with folks that you watch on TV, you like their content, you comment. Uh, I mean, Chris Kramer was another uh, individual. I've been listening, to, you know, following him for years i think this goes back even before twitter i mean he's he's been around for since 1997 uh yeah that, that's the positive thing sharing stories I, I you know i share my stories on stadium journey uh, uh in a lot of face group uh group uh, facebook groups i tweet it out to a lot of people i hope people retweet it you know it's I, it's nice when a team retweets your articles or stories they don't do that all the time just because i think most teams are attitude is, well, if you do that for you, we got to do for everybody. Uh, you get to meet people, have conversations. I had somebody send me a message saying, hey, you know, what can you tell me about Cincinnati? What should I do there before or after the game? Well, I gave him a bunch of options. Uh, I had the said, same hey. thing happened to me last week. Uh, somebody was coming to Boston. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so things like that you like, you enjoy, you keep in contact. Uh, you know, Bart, uh, never met him. He's one of our sometimes riders for stadium journey. I met him up in Gastonia. It's, it's kind of cool to meet people, see them in face and just see how, see how they look at a ballpark compared to me. So yeah, th- those are the positives, you know, just making friends, making connections, having guests on our podcast, vice versa, you know, just, just trying to do something a little bit different than you normally do. But I, I will tell you this, it almost becomes an addiction. Uh, it becomes more than just a hobby. You know, if I was a guy who was into playing in a, a rock band, like my brother who just signed a record deal at age 50. Wow. Nice. Oh, I want to meet the better. I want to meet the better Viquez, man. <laughs> at, at age 55, just turned 55 the other day. He just, uh, he signed a record deal, not making millions of dollars like Drake or Iron Maiden themselves, but I'm Drake sure that's or Iron Maiden. Drake or Iron Maiden. What a <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, they're they're the number one and num- 
or, or Olivia Rodrigo. So let's go even younger. Doja there we go, Cat. Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I'm just looking at the billboard. There, uh, what's, uh, what's an Olivia Rodrigo? Oh, she's like the latest pop star. She's oh, kind of she has a mix of rock and and pop. Oh, it's former Disney Channel star. Uh. <laughs> I like her attitude. She what actually about, perf- she actually performs her song. She doesn't lip sync. So that's got, a you, start. There's you a gotta start. give love to somebody who does that. Now, do I think her music is great? Eh, but it appeals to a certain audience. Go for it. Yeah, uh, I can absolutely agree with every uh, everything that all of you guys have said, how, how do you manage? I'm going to get into my Ted talk. I'm going to put on my psychologist yeah. hat now for a second. Hat, um, yeah. It is important to everybody. And hopefully everybody out there listening knows this. Don't let the social media consume you because it yeah. can happen. Like Mark's just said, it, it can does. become an addiction. You can get focused on, Hey, how many people are following me? How many likes oh. did I get? How many retweets did I get? And if that's why you're doing what you're doing on social media, man, it, it's all wrong. Dan, you put out a post a few times that just that captures it. Um, make your art because you Cre- love it. Create to create. Create to cre- yeah, not not to uh, not to get the attention. If if it's yeah. good, hopefully the attention comes. And you know what? When we started this podcast, we were like, yeah, let's do it. And there's going to be thousands of people watching us because everybody likes to go to the stadiums. And ah. you know what? We found out. What did I tell you? Weird. A lot of That's what like we found out. out. We're strange. What yeah, did I tell you? What did I tell you? Yeah. What did so, I tell you? <laughs> but you know what? Four years later, we're still doing it, man, because because we have fun. I look forward every other Tuesday night to hanging out with you guys. I quit. And, and doing our thing or with the three guys who are left. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, it's highlight, and you guys have become, you know, some of my closest friends. I don't know if that says anything about my life or not. But also, certainly about mine. Also, if if the social media stuff is starting to stress you out, and during the last four years, for me personally, I know social media started stressing me out. So what did I do, man? You have the power. Turn it off. Turn it off if it's getting to you. People bringing too much negativity to you. Unfollow them. I mean, you, you know, you can block them if you want. I blocked a few people who just didn't take in. But my my social media now is. It brings it's stuff that brings me joy. So it's talking about sports. It's talking about my travels. I've hooked up. The best thing for me about social media is all the people we've connected with who share our passion for traveling and checking out different venues and talking about that and going to a new city and getting to meet some of these people or just hear their stories. Like we were talking about Eddie Hoops earlier, man. You want some stories? Eddie oh Hoops my. got some stadium journey stories. I, I made a, a, a sideways comment, sarcastic comment about something. He was in my DMs and we came to, what do you know? Different angles, but we both agreed. <laughs> what do you know? Just a conversation happened. So yeah, he, social, yeah, stories. Social media can be what you make of it. So, but make it enjoyable, man. Because well, otherwise, what the hell are you doing on it? So yeah, if you look at my Instagram, it's pictures of stadiums, it's pictures of food, and you know I look at a lot of pretty girls on it too. I won't lie. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's what it's about. But, I don't uh, do but, any of that. <laughs> I do. I know. But anyway, you know that's what that's what Instagram is for. I, I wanted to add to that because, like I, I said earlier, I was getting around. The only thing I'm going to, the only thing, the only thing I'm going to do considered negative, and that's because it angers people who are bad, is I love professional wrestling. I still do. Every time I try to say I'm never watching it again, I'm watching it now, right? As we're recording it, I love professional wrestling. 
for a while there because I think I'm retired. <laughs> uh, I was involved in it. And when when people are involved in wrestling, you kind of try to protect it. Even at a minuscule level that I was, I don't like bad people getting jobs. So if I see somebody getting a job that I know factually is a bad person, I'm going to call it out on Twitter and I'm going to tag that person and he can either block me or try to start a fight with me. I don't care. Other than that, to the create, to the create thing. And I told, and I jokingly, I, I mentioned, I told you guys when we started this, I'm like, lower those expectations, boys. Um, when we start, first started that podcast, the, the HIAC, before there was a network, we had, we were getting 14,000 views a week. We're getting thousands of views live. Uh, and then all these other indie, independent wrestling podcasts came on. And it, it's, we didn't, maybe we didn't evolve fast enough. Maybe, but, you know, it took years to go. Just create to create. There are people listening. It's not a lot, but people are giving you feedback. People are coming into the room now talking to you. People are DMing you about things, whether they agree or not agree. Um, the second version of that also was uh, just recently in the last year, I was acquaintances for a couple of years with a person who was just not a nice person. And he was on the show and in the chat rooms and on Twitter all the time, just being not a good person to me. And you talked about that social media uh, personality thing earlier. There's no personality. You're either a good person or a bad person. There's no gimmicks on Twitter. It's mm. not real life, guys. You, you are what you are. You're just always mention numbers and this and that to the point where I had to cut that fat out and move on. And now I can focus on the fact that I like doing this. I like the little small group that watches the video games. People are holding steady. It's a small number, but they're holding steady. I enjoy the interactions. I enjoy doing this with you. That's it. That's all I got out of it. That's why I scaled back the other stuff. Like this is still going to be edited. The video's going up on the site, on the YouTube channel. Podcast is going out. But the other shows, more people listen live than ever download. I'm not doing a second edit. Create to create. I was not enjoying spending more time video editing. So I'm editing the audio and leaving the live show up. And I'm having a great time. To, I, just the last three days changing that was a sigh of relief. And it's, you know, like I said, it's all due to social media. Create to create. Well, and uh, we want to thank everybody who does check us out from time to time. Even if you're a regular listener, if you come to our live streams every week, Gregory. Um, or Except for Eddie. If you check us out every once in a while, we appreciate it. So uh, that's where we're going to probably stop for tonight. Again, thanks, everybody, for joining us. So, uh, Dan, where can you, our 1,709 listeners, followers, follow you? Well, they can follow me on all social media platforms at DanLaw83. And to watch live, go to DanLaw.tv. Mm -hmm. I love that URL. Or go to YouTube.com slash DanLaw83 to see the highlights. And Mark, how about your 4,021 list followers? See, told you. Yep, Mark, yeah. Mark, yeah, you can uh, check me out at Ballpark Hunter across all social media platforms, including YouTube. Uh, up on the site now is a look back at Cap City Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina, and a look at Noble Smoke in Charlotte, my favorite uh, spot for barbecue during my last trip. Excellent pulled pork sandwich. Oh, now I want some barbecue. 
Good. Not, not that. Not that other stuff I mean, you had. This immediately on point. Immediately spelled barbecue. Mm. Dave, how about your three hundred sixty-seven listeners, man? You're you're kind of lagging behind Mark. Wow, Sorry, you man. called him out <laughs> like that, dude. We Come don't on. we don't want to say this as a as we were just talking about how you keep it happy. Yeah, but I, whether I, that's ten people or ten thousand. Yeah, but he doesn't I have, care. I have he, the, the. He's got a family. I have the strongest uh, uh, mental health out of the screw. So that's true. Probably <laughs> free, right. free health care. Yes, probably you right. should. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Profane9. And if you're not one of my 1,416 followers, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PuckmanRI. And remember, uh, StadiumJourney.com has all of our stadium reviews, news items, and feature stories. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. Uh, you can find our audio versions of this podcast. Just search HIAC Talk Radio Network or whatever podcast app you use. We're on Spotify or on Apple. We're all over the place now. It's so awesome. Video simulcasts are on our YouTube page and our classic back catalog can still be found at VOCNation.com. And remember, our live stream every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at the new URL, danlaw.tv. It makes you sound like you have your own network now man that was the idea what's also <laughs> easier it's also easier to go instead of twitch.tv slash danlaw.tv absolutely absolutely go to the same place it's very cheap <laughs> so for those of you who are watching our live stream right now we're going to in a few minutes we're going to review our recent road trips for those of you who are listening or watching to this podcast at a later time check out part two of this week's episode wherever you found part one and in two weeks our next episode we will be talking about Sim City, baby, going to Vegas. We're going to talk about sports in Vegas. Mark, we have a guest coming on, don't we, from Vegas? Yes, we do. We have a guest, uh, somebody I met through social media a few weeks ago, and uh, they have a nice podcast. They have a nice soothing voice. I think it's about 20 to 30 minutes. And I, I Do they have I a forget, name? I, well, let me say, what are their names? Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> I just yeah, I was trying to set you up, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a problem with social media. You just I can tell you the name of their site though. I yeah. think that's what they would rather have than anything. Sure, sure. The Vegas Fever Podcast. All right. We'll be joined Vegas. by the folks from the Vegas Fever Podcast in two weeks. So thanks everyone again for your support. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you safe journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon.